Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is here, as always, socially distancing from home, along with the About Mansfield news team. This is episode 56, and we appreciate you being here today. Coming up on the episode, Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And don't forget the trivia question of the week for a $40 gift card to First Watch Cafe. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic may be leveling off its spread in Mansfield, but it is still bad. Filing process to run for city council and school board has opened. SBA opens second round of COVID small business relief funds. City plans for road improvements near Mansfield National. Library kicks off creative way to pay off late fees. Alexa is here with our seven-day weather forecast, and Steve will conclude his interview with singer-songwriter Wayne Willingham. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. Did you know Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, SWAU provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. Interested in becoming a nurse? Earn your bachelor's in nursing at Southwestern Adventist University. Learn more at swau.edu. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's WISE, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. The COVID-19 epidemic remains prevalent in Mansfield. Roving science reporter Dennis Webb has the update. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. On Monday, January 18th, Tarrant County reported 5,364 Mansfieldians as having tested positive, 3,844 
four estimated to have recovered, and 77 citizens have died since the start. We had 389 new cases this past week, uh, down about 100 from last week. The county estimates we have 1,520 active cases in Mansfield, about the same as last week. This is the number of fellow citizens who could pass the virus to another person if both are not taking protective measures. This is a bit down from last week's record high. For context, today there are almost 10 times more people estimated to be carrying the virus in Mansfield than at the start of September. We had nine new COVID-19 deaths in Mansfield this past week, a notable record high. Deaths are an accurate trailing indicator of an epidemic. This increase might be consistent with the leveling off we see in other indicators as long as this number comes back down in the next few weeks. Still, more people are dying. Johnson County is not apparently providing updates for their part of Mansfield, and we've seen no new cases in the small part of Mansfield that is in Ellis County. Mansfield ISD reports 47 new staff cases and 93 new student cases last week. These numbers are similar, if on the high end, of what they were reporting before the holidays. Interesting news at Mansfield Methodist Hospital this week. Since New Year's, they have added 48 new beds, of which 23 are new ICU beds. While this reduces the percentage of COVID patients in each type of bed, if you count all beds, 37% have COVID patients, and in the ICU, 46% also have COVID patients. This is down from previous weeks when there were fewer beds. The hospital is still 96% full, and the number of COVID patients is about the same as it has been. I don't know, but the additional beds are probably a planned COVID-19 augmentation, as the hospital has seen between 95 and 98% occupancy since late November. These new beds are great, but they compete with other hospitals in the area for the additional needed professional medical staff, and countywide hospital occupancy remains high. The COVID patient numbers are still well above what we saw in September. The wave continues. Looking at the countywide numbers, Tarrant County averaged 2,447 new cases each day, the first reduction in several weeks. Test positivity rate of the tests, how many are positive, has dropped from 30% to 25%, an improvement over previous week, but still suggesting there are a lot more people out there carrying the virus than are known. Countywide hospitalization with the virus has been pretty much the same as last week, with today's value of 1,461 citizens in a hospital bed with the virus, maybe a leveling off. The county reported 122 deaths this past week, close to the county's record high in mid-December. Recently, I've been discussing a new epidemic indicator that Tarrant County has started reporting, R sub T, which is the effective reproduction number of the virus spread. Last week, it was 1.22. This week, it is estimated to be 1.09, an encouraging trend. We don't know if the number is the same for Mansfield. We may be higher or lower. But if you apply this estimate to Mansfield, our current 1,520 active cases are expected to infect 1.09 times 1,520 to reach 1,869 other citizens. Again, 1,520 active cases are expected to create 1,869 other cases. It is only an estimate, but another indicator of how far we have to go to be done with the epidemic. On the positive side, Tarrant County reported nearly 18,540 citizens have been vaccinated this past week, bringing the total to over 59,000. Also, 5,700 have received a second shot. This is progress, but it still represents less than 4% of Tarrant County's population that has the first shot and less than 0.4% 
50% have the second shot. We've got a long way to go. The county recommends you sign up on their vaccination website, and when you are scheduled, go to one of the super sites the county has established. My wife and I have signed up and are still waiting for the email to schedule us as we are Category 1B people. Friends who signed up earlier than we did have already gotten their first shot. Personal reflection on the epidemic. We have a number of friends and family across the USA who have caught the virus and survived. A small number of them struggled from home to get back to normal. At least two friends lost an aged parent who was vulnerable. In Mansfield, a local friend couple got it and are currently fighting their way back from home. It's going slow but steady. A local professional person we've used for years experienced a multi-generational infection during the holidays, leading to an elder's death. For months, I've watched Facebook posts of the public health authority in nearby rural county. He and his wife contracted the virus around New Year's. Several days ago, he was admitted to the hospital, and his usual daily posts have been absent for five days. He knew how to protect himself and advised his fellow citizens to do the same, but he got it. I hope he is okay. County Judge Glenn Whitley encourages all citizens to get the vaccination and continues to request that we follow his recommended measures of masking, distancing, hand washing, avoiding crowds, stay home if you can, until the numbers get a lot better. We are still under his emergency declaration. As always, we welcome any science questions from listeners. Put your question in an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. You may be feeling like we just voted here in Mansfield, but the city and school board are gearing up for the next general election. Both the city council and the MISD school board will have three seats each on the May ballot, seats that are currently held by Councilpersons Mike Lehman, Casey Lewis, and Julie Short, and trustees Michelle Newsom and Desiree Thomas, as well as one seat that was vacated early by Raul Gonzalez. Six opportunities for Mansfield residents to serve their city. If you're feeling the call, the deadline to file is 5 p.m. on February 12th. Election day is Saturday, May 1st. The Small Business Administration announced last week that another wave of funding is here for the Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP. Another $285 billion is being made available through the SBA for first- and second-time borrowers. The priority in this second round of funding is to focus on small businesses, and it's designed for those businesses that were impacted by the pandemic and did not receive funding in the past. Ronnie DeMena is a commercial loan officer with Plains Bank in Mansfield and explains who is eligible to receive PPP funding. Any small business, sole proprietor, uh, LLC, S-Corp, independent contractors or 1099 employees uh, that are not going to be claimed as another employee through another organization are eligible, potentially eligible for this program. Uh, 501c3s, C19s, 31s, uh, nonprofits, all eligible for this program. Businesses that did not receive a PPP the first time, you have a separate bucket of money for this first draw uh, financing, which I believe is $35 billion just in that bucket, so that you hopefully will not potentially get locked out a second time. The SBA website states that second draw PPP loans may be eligible for full loan forgiveness if the small business owner follows the SBA guidelines. Demana was speaking on a live social media stream presented by the Mansfield Area Chamber of Commerce. To see the full video or to log on directly to the SBA website, we have links 
on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. South Holland Road will be getting a facelift soon as the city plans to widen the street to a four-lane divided thoroughfare. The half-mile stretch will be between Stonebriar Trail and Garden Path Lane and will include a stoplight at Holland Road and National Parkway. The project will require a significant detour to accommodate the construction, which is anticipated to begin this month and will take an estimated 14 months to complete. The Mansfield Public Library has teamed up with the Mansfield Mission Center to launch the Food for Fines program, where you can pay your overdue book fines with a food donation. The month-long promotion runs through the 30th of this month. Patrons are asked to bring in non-perishable food items in order to pay their library fines. Food for Fines will only apply toward overdue items or lost library cards charges. Fines up to $10 can be waived at 50 cents per canned donation. Don't have any fines? No problem. The library will happily accept donations from those without fines. For more information on donating through the Food for Fines program, contact the library at 817-728-3690. Well, this is usually the time that we ask Terry for his do-it-yourself home improvement advice. Terry Radswin is on assignment this week, but in the meantime, if you have a home improvement question, send it in an email to askterry at about mansfield.com. Again, that's ask Terry at aboutmansfield.com. Terry will tackle another home improvement question next week. Thursday is National Squirrel Day, and we all know that there are plenty of squirrels to see in Rose Park, also in my backyard. Let's see if the weather is going to cooperate to spend an outdoor date with our furry friends. Alexa? In Mansfield for the next seven days, expect showers on Tuesday and Wednesday with clouds Thursday through Saturday. Expect showers returning Sunday, with clouds again on Monday. Daytime highs will range between 53 and 71 degrees Fahrenheit, peaking on Sunday. According to the Tarrant Regional Water District, Mansfield lawns need no irrigation this week. Keep your sprinklers off. It's been a while since our last good rainfall, but there's still plenty of moisture in the ground, and, as Alexa just stated, rain is in the forecast throughout the week. You can view a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. Congratulations to Sheila Betzel, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. During what Census Bureau decade did Mansfield, Texas become the nation's most populated city named Mansfield? Was it 1970, 1990, or 2010? According to the U.S. Census Bureau's Decennial Census of Population and Housing website, Mansfield, Texas overtook Mansfield, Ohio as the nation's most populated city with the Mansfield name during the 2010s. By the way, the least populated Mansfield can be found in South Dakota with 93 citizens. Sheila has won a $40 gift card to First Watch Cafe. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is about Mansfield. 
Hey, business owners, have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do it yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30 minute consultation at 817. 817- 913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great local shows, such as Ask Philip. The Face-Off Spot, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio from Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287 in Mansfield. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Introducing Cold Hammer Stills. What is Cold Hammer Stills? It's a 70-proof chocolate cappuccino liqueur that's been distilled six times with a balanced blend of coffee, light cinnamon, and cocoa to create an enticing, robust flavor. Here, try some. Oh my gosh, Becky, 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 come here. You have to try this. Ooh, what the? This is so delicious. I've never had anything like this. I need to have some more of this. Find Cold Hammer Stills. Find liqueurs at Total Wine and More or your favorite package store. Ask for it by name. It's time right now for the highlight coveted wildly popular trivia question of the week the first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive forty dollars in brunch bucks to first watch cafe located in the shops at broad first watch is an award-winning breakfast brunch and lunch favorite that specializes in both traditional and innovative creations all freshly prepared to order check them out on the web at firstwatch.com let's get to this week's question colleen well steve Michael Evans may be the first African-American to be elected as mayor of Mansfield, but he's not the first elected to city council. This week's question is, who was the first African-American to be elected to the Mansfield City Council? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, who was the first African-American to be elected to the Mansfield, Texas City Council? Good luck. And thanks to Ryan at First Watch for the gift card. Coming up after the break, we are going to finish our conversation with singer-songwriter Wayne Willingham. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo. This is About Mansfield. Due to COVID-19, 
the record amount of unemployment and loss of health benefits to Mansfield area residents has been staggering. I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center. There's never been a more critical time for the Mission Center to offer essential services. During the pandemic, the Mission Center has assisted hundreds of Mansfield area families with financial assistance, employment help, food, and or medical care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, Mansfield Mission Center is here for you. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo. And speaking of Carmen McMillan and the Mansfield Mission Center, uh, I understand she's a little under the weather. So, I, Carmen, I hope you're feeling better and get well soon. It is time right now to make that switch from news to talk. And we're going to feature part two of our interview with local singer-songwriter Wayne Willingham. You have a new album out, and uh, that that is now how many albums in the Wayne Willingham collection? That's four in four years. Four in four years. Do you have a favorite song that you play every time you go out and play? Oh, boy, that's always so tough. It's, um, it's like asking, which is your favorite child? Something like that. Right. But it, yeah, and, and it changes with, with time. But these days, uh, I'd say it's probably one that I wrote last, actually, Valentine's weekend last year. Um, I was in McKinney playing at a wine bar, really nice place. And it's right off of the town square. And they've got a cute little town square there. And I had stepped outside to catch some air before I went on for the evening, and I was watching. It hadn't dawned on me until then. It's Valentine's weekend, and it's all couples. And I sort of got a scene from that, and so uh, I wrote a song about what I saw and related it to, quote, myself, not, not really me, but in the first person, and it's called Heart to Heart. And did you did you play it that night, or you wrote it? No, no. It took you know. I oh. I had the germ of an idea, and it started with with one particular lyric. And I normally I'll I'll have the music before I have the music before I have the the lyric. But usually I'll have you know a key line or a phrase or a hook. Right. And in this case, I had I had the line back on the square. A couple is dancing. Has anybody ever looked at me as she does at him? And that's and that's that's what I drove home with with that running through my head because uh, I I saw this couple and they're just sort of dancing. There's no music or anything. They're just and and I'm trying not to stare at them or anything uh, and uh, just. When you see people looking each other in the eye that lovingly. Say that line again. Does does anyone look at me? Has anyone ever looked at me as she does at him? That is very poetic. I, th- I thought so. That, that, is, <laughs> uh, that is very Guy Clarkish. Yeah, I guess it would be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or 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 John Prinish. Um, I, I see a little well, bit no of the pressure hum- there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's and no, uh, thank that's, you. That's good company to be in. It sure and is. You just released an album in the COVID era. How and and, and so. Obviously, going out on the road is a great way to promote a new album, which people aren't doing right now. What are you doing during the COVID area to to promote your new album? Not much. Not no. much. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, uh, the only thing that you know I'm doing, like like everybody else, I'm doing live streams, things sure. like that. And uh, Facebook can be your friend in a situation like this. And uh, so I have markets that I have that I've 
kind of ensconced myself in since coming back to music. And a couple of them are in places like, well, back in my home in the Detroit area in Michigan, uh, Southwest Virginia is, I've, I play a couple places there. And, and so I advertise to them also in Denver and Seattle and Portland. So I've, I've promoted and paid advertising to Facebook to get my album out to them in those markets. And I also have, you know, the standard mailing list stuff. And a lot of people are on my Facebook, uh, my musicians, Facebook page. And, uh, and so that way I can, I can sell the music, but also uh, if somebody wants to listen to any of my stuff, they can go right to my website and they can hear it for free. Sure. I'm not, you know, it's, I'm fortunate that I really, you know, I'll take the money, but I don't need the money, thanks to being in IT for all those years. Right. right. Um, but yeah, it, you know, COVID affected everything. And it affected the production of the album because the studio where we record is part of a church school complex. And it's a beautiful studio. Mm-hmm. But I'm not allowed in there right now because of COVID. My engineer who works there and is the head audio engineer there, he can be there. So we could do the post-production. We could do a few things there. But in order to actually get all the tracking done, all the instruments and the voices, we did them at my house. And I live on Stonehill Drive. And that's why it's called the Stonehill Sessions. Oh, interesting. So. Okay. I thought it was, I thought of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's it. Name is settled, and I think you said uh, they're they're all originals. Except you, you did one cover. I did one cover on this one. I've I've done two covers off four albums. Okay, so and this one it's a song called "The Dutchman" by uh, Michael Peter Smith. Who I don't want to say we were old friends, but we knew each other, and he, a tremendous writer. And uh, uh, Steve Goodman said he was the best songwriter he ever knew. And it's also good company. And well, Steve Goodman was standing next to John Prine when he said that. Wow. <laughs> so, um, and and so uh, yeah, uh, Mike is that good a writer. Wow. I should say was. He passed this this past summer. Yeah. I, I knew he was ill, and I was like, oh, my God, I hope I can finish this in time for him to hear. But uh, but wow. we didn't quite make that timetable, so I hope wherever he is, he can hear it. I hope he likes what we did with it. Four albums in four years, only two songs are covers, so the rest are originals. Where where do you draw your inspiration from? Oh, you know, it's funny. And, and, and for the record, those, th- none of those were written previous to 2016. Okay. okay. It's not like I was dredging up a whole bunch of old stuff. Um, but the ideas come from different places. Sometimes you're just doing a songwriting exercise when you're trying to hone your skills. Um, you know, first album, I got a song called Down in Mickey's Basement. Now, that's the one thing I, uh, yeah, you've heard that's that. On the, that's on the CD that you gave to me. Yeah. We were down in I went to high school with a guy named Mickey, and we used to hang out in his basement. And, and, so I always had the idea of writing a song called Down in Mickey's Basement, but okay. I, I mean, that's all I had is the title for 35 years. And I wrote that, I think, in 
2016, 2017, maybe something like that. So sometimes it's a throwback, but I don't, I don't write. I mean, I have a lot of songwriting friends who they're real big on, on writing about, you know, grandma's washing machine or whatever. And that's great. <laughs> but I really don't spend a lot of time reminiscing about when I was a kid and how good things were back in the small town. I grew up in a city. I grew up in Detroit. I grew up in the suburbs. Right. So it wasn't like that for me. But I I tend to, uh, most of my songs are really relationship songs. Mm-hmm. And it could be a relationship. Uh, it could be a romantic relationship. It could be, I got I got a song on previous album called Human, which is about my dogs. Okay. And uh, and I'm dogless for the first time in 40 years, but... Mm. Um, but I'm I'm very I'm very pro dog. <laughs> um, you have to hear the song, and it'll bring a tear to your eye, I'm sure. But a lot of it, you know, breakup songs or get back together songs. Um, uh, again, from the very first album, it ends with a, a what what I call a bare bones song. That's one guitar, one voice right. called "Sense of the Moment," and it's a song that uses the five senses to talk about a relationship in the way that uh, when a man is truly taken with a woman, she's a sensory delight, the way she smells, the way she looks, the way she sounds. And that's the idea of the song. And it also has quite a guitar piece underneath it. You mentioned, uh, again, off the air, the the Dallas Songwriters Association has, has mm. also been helpful with inspiration and, and what's what's your yeah, affiliation it, with them well I, I i'm just a member and in just fact, a member i i uh i had a membership a few years ago but i really wasn't involved with them because i was more involved with the fort worth songwriters association which mm-hmm. is a smaller group but they also met four miles from my house oh that helps <laughs> and uh and I, you know, we know each other. And in in Fort Worth, I'd be, you know, in probably the top tier of the songwriters there. In Dallas, it's a little, it's a little bigger talent pool, a little deeper, and there's some really good players. And I really like that. I, I've also been a member for the last couple of years of the Nashville Songwriters Association, but that and they they do a lot of nice things. But it is so huge that you you might get lost if you have a question they'll get back to you in a month <laughs> so but the dallas organization are very active they have different they do zoom stuff almost every night of the week hmm. um you know monday wednesday thursday and then saturday there's always something zoom going on with dallas and uh and good writers uh a lot of good people that, uh, the nice thing about an organization like that is that uh like we we have uh the critique Zoom sessions. These are things that used to be done in person, of course, and still might be again, but where say, okay, here's the song I'm working on. I say, okay, well, how about doing a little of this? Or would you change this around? Or I like this. I don't like that. So those kind of things. I think one of the um, Paul McCartney, especially with one of his biggest hits yesterday, started with the scrambled music. Eggs. Scrambled eggs. Mm-hmm. Do you start with the music first and try to add the lyrics, or or vice versa? Usually, usually I start with music almost always. Um, even if I have an idea for the song, and like I said, with sense of the moment, I knew what I wanted to write with that, mm-hmm. but I didn't even start writing one word of it until I had the guitar part the way I wanted. 
And so I knew exactly what I wanted on the guitar, and I wanted to make sure that when I wrote the lyric, I didn't step on the beautiful passages that I was going to be doing on the guitar. Right. So I had to, I, I changed it to where it would do the, something like a call and response, where the guitar would play a passage, and then the voice would come in after that, doing something similar to follow it. And that's the only way I could think. I didn't, I wanted to make sure the guitar got the featuring that it deserved. And again, that's bare bones. I love doing my bare bones stuff. So to someone who can write, but is not a songwriter, I was always good at creative writing, Mm -hmm. loved creative writing, but I've only written two songs in my entire life. And the lyrics of the first song were written by someone else. Okay. And so I wrote the music to it, which I found to be pretty easy. The second song, this culminated from a series of emails from about six or seven people. And I took keywords out of these, these, mm-hmm. these emails. So to someone who, again, who, who enjoys writing, but doesn't really have that, that ability, I'm not a poet. How does one start to become a songwriter? Oh boy, I, there are as many answers to that as there are songwriters. Yeah. You know, I, I really, you know, I, I think uh, you might want to be emulating writers that you appreciate. And, uh, you know, with, with me, I, I appreciated the, the uh, you know, the, the early one, the, you know, the Dylan, Joni Mitchell. Right. I'm a huge Joni Mitchell fan. Uh, but, there's a there's a thing you have to be careful of in songwriting where you're not too poetic. Okay. And and sometimes I will lean that way because what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to write something pretty. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's you know, I don't I don't write a lot of hard rock. Um <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the sensitive Those type. Days are over. Yeah. Well, everybody, you know, everybody should, you know, uh, to thine own self be true. Somebody wrote that down somewhere. But uh, like you're, you're talking about where you get your inspirations from a song. Um, about a year and a half ago, I was up in Oregon. I was touring up that way, Washington, Oregon, for mm-hmm. a couple weeks, and I love that area. And I was playing at a place called Cafe Artichoke, and it's a feature singer-songwriter kind of venue, really beautiful place. And it's we'd done sound check, and a bunch of us are just kind of hanging around before it's really open to the public or anything. And I was just listening, and I heard one person off to my left somewhere say, but you're in Portland, which is where we were. And somebody else said, in the pouring rain. Let me write that down. And I I did write then and there. In (laughs) fact, uh, what I wrote down was, I'm in Portland, Portland in the pouring rain. And that was on my third album, The Ring, cut to. And uh, it's won me a couple small awards from a couple songwriting organizations. Uh, but you you get a line like Portland in the pouring rain, you know. It's like, oh man, how come no one's ever written that before? And oh, I, yeah. looked, I, I, I looked, I looked, I I went on the songwriters databases and and just checking on iTunes. Is there a song called Portland in the Pouring Rain or anything like that? And there wasn't. Okay, here we go. There will be, and it's there now. <laughs> that, that that's a great title in itself. Mm-hmm. I loved it. <laughs> You brought a guitar with you, and you yes, have a new album 
is there a particular song that you would like to play off of this? Well, we talked about it earlier that when Heart to Heart comes to mind, I figure that might be a good way to go. Let's take a listen. Down on the square, lovers are walking hand in hand, on and on. There's a chill in the air, see the breath when they're talking, huddled close, keeping each other warm. It's Valentine's and evening time I watch as lovers steal a kiss in the dark All that I want is Somebody to love Face to face Eye to eye Heart to heart All of my Never been certain Had a really had a lover at all Some kind of spell I guess that you're under The more you pull away Seems the harder you fall It's Valentine's When lovers find A place that's all their own A world apart All that I want is somebody to love face to face, eye to eye, heart to heart. Tonight it's diamond rings and chocolates, roses and champagne. Lovers play the games I hold no part. Back on the square, a couple is dancing. Has anybody ever looked at me as she does at him? Would anyone notice the glance of a kindly man Watching as the others romance their lovers again? It's Valentine's, I find that I'm still hoping for a love Or just a star All that I want is somebody to love face to face, eye to eye, heart to heart. All that I want is somebody to love face to face, eye to eye, heart to That's heart to heart. That is Wayne Willingham off the, uh, the released on the on the new album, the, right. the, the, the Stonehill Stone Sessions. Sessions, yes, recorded in your home on Stonehill Drive, and then mastered uh, at in, Bethesda in, Studios in Fort Worth. In Fort Worth, yeah. What's next for Wayne Willingham? We're, again, we're still kind of in the COVID era, so we can't go on tour like we used to. What's well, I'm hoping that's going to change by let's say mid 2021. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm I'm pursuing starting to book tours. 
from July on. In the meantime, I'm, I'm going to just keep keep writing. I've I, I won't say the, the well's completely dry, but I've I'm I'm down to just having like a few songs that that are ready for another album, and I'm really not too concerned with getting another album out just now. But uh, I'm looking at just because of my age and time and life and everything else, I'm, I'm looking at downsizing and simplifying my life. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend uh, the first couple months of 2021 fixing up my house and getting ready to sell. And then I'm going to figure out what's next. I don't know whether I'll stay in TFW or I'll move to New Mexico or the Carolinas or what. Okay. I just don't know. But it's nice to have options, but sometimes having options is difficult because you can't pick one. You mentioned you own a, a variety of electric plus acoustic guitars. It was advice advice had, that was given to me when I was a young musician was never sell your axe. When you're downsizing, you going to sell any guitars? Uh, there's a couple that I that I might be willing to let go of, but that's mostly because I I, I don't play them. But I I have nine, and uh, there are six that will stay with me forever. There we go. And Do they have names? Yes. Okay, Everyone. and they are. Well, the one I brought today is called Babe, uh-huh. and that's because it's a model seven one four, and seven hundred fourteen is the number of home runs Babe Ruth hit. Babe Ruth, right? But they all have different names for different reasons. Uh, there's one called Little Red, which is beautiful Takamine red arch top guitar, just beautiful. Uh, I have one called Emmy, which is uh, an Epiphone J two hundred. And Emmy, there's two people, one Emily and one Emmy Lou Harris, and that's where that name came from. Uh, let's see, uh, I've got Poncho, which is my 12-string, and that just seemed like a good name for it. That doesn't come from Poncho and Lefty? Sort of does, okay. actually. All right. Because... Um, and the reason is that back when I uh, I spent two years playing every Friday and Saturday at Billy Bob's Texas. Wow! And usually my go-to opening song was Poncho and Lefty done on the twelve string because it's big and it it's it really goes over really well. I, I I played in a place called the Texas Club, which is a small room. You know, it's a hundred thousand square feet place, so the, you know, I'm in I'm in a thousand square foot room, right? And uh, it was it was kind of a nice escape if you wanted to get away from the honky tonk and everything. That was a good place to go, and I played there. Like I said, I think it was a hundred six straight weekends. Wow! About that, and that's where that's where I I said, okay, I, I, I've done this. I'm done. I quit. <laughs> hundred six. So it's right, so a couple of years. Yeah, that's quite a streak. Yeah, I think I've played monthly at Stevens Garden Grill. 139 months in a row. Wow. But weekly, I think weekly would be harder than monthly. Well, it was what what made it hard more than anything else is uh, the time shift because at that point I had I had really gotten into programming and it was I was getting up at six o'clock every morning like working people <laughs> do. Yeah. But then come Friday night, I didn't even start until 9:30. And uh, at the time, I was living you know, uh, the better part of an hour away from North Fort Worth. Oh and but I, I'd get done there two a.m. is the earliest you can get out of there. All right. And and so I'd shift so far on Friday night, and then Saturday night, and Sunday was just recovery day. 
and and so that I could get up at six o'clock on Monday morning, and that's when I said, you know what, I you know, I just don't need the money that bad. Right. If someone wanted to purchase a copy of the Stonehill Sessions or any one of the other three Wayne Willingham CDs, where would they where would they find that? Well, they're available on all of the normal online stores like iTunes and Amazon and so on. But uh, probably the best way to get them, and especially to get the physical CDs as well, is to go to my website, waynewillingham.com. And uh, there you can, for one, I have it priced to where it's highly competitive with the other <laughs> ones. And uh, if if you want to order the CD, you, you get the CD and you also immediately get to download. So you get the instant gratification, but you also get the physical CD a few days later. And if someone wanted to hire you as parties or events start opening up in 2021 the same they can find your contact information on your yes, website absolutely it's uh, the thing is i'm these days i'm a one man shop right i mean it's you know i'm the guitar player i'm the vocalist i'm the manager and the roadie yeah well and, and believe it or not we still have we still have staff meetings and and arguments i bet the christmas the annual christmas party is is a blast oh yeah well it really was i mean we we made it all the way to the couch there you go <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Willingham, and again, waynewillingham.com is where you can find his music, is where you can find his contact information if you would like to uh, go over there, and whether it's hire him for, for an event or, or just listen to some great music. That's it. And you know, one, one of the cool things, somebody suggested that I do this, and, and I added a, a page to the website called Liner Notes. Sure. Because back in the day, of course, you'd buy the album and you'd have notes, and, and so each, each song from each album is listed on there with a little bit of background of how I came about it or what my thinking on it was. So, and I've gotten, I've got some pretty nice comments on, on that. I thought, well, okay, if you're really interested, but apparently people were, it's, it's one of the most visited pages. Huh. So they want to hear, they want to know more about the songs that you wrote. And <laughs> maybe what's wrong with you, Wayne? I don't know. <laughs> Well, you've been a pleasure to have on the on the show. We've gone uh, we've gone here now fifty minutes. So wow. I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm we're going to split this into two uh, two segments. So you'll be cool. on uh, you'll be on two different episodes. We sure appreciate you coming on the About Mansfield podcast, and and we'll see you around Mansfield. Sure will. If not in some other city, uh, uh, maybe on a tennis court near you. Absolutely. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, it's more Mansfield news, talk, and information. And we will talk in studio with a Mansfield resident who has just released her first book, and it's very personal. Taronda Hillman joins us to talk about being the daughter of the other woman. The show will be released on Wednesday, January 27th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters, Stacey Main and Dennis Webb. City Council Recap, Casey Lewis. School Board Recap, Courtney Lackey-Wilson. Home Improvement Feature, Terry Radswin. Sports, Tommy Cummings. 
post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Steve Casillo. We thank you for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. <laughs>